Kyle Fuller drops that ball yesterday. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hits him between the numbers. He doesn't hold on. We all know what happens after that. They go on to win the game. Joining us right now from Pro Football Focus is Michael Renner. Michael, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. So I don't I don't know if I want to start with, with uh, Fuller and the drop right there. So let's start with Khalil Mack and what he did. I mean, we saw him take the ball out of Sean Kaiser's hands. We saw him get a pick six. Where did Khalil Mack grade out in his first game as a Chicago Bear? I think he graded out as the top edge defender from this week so far for us. Uh, and it was basically all in the first half. What he did in that first half is one of the best first halves I've ever seen. Uh, it reminded me of him at Buffalo when he did about the same thing to Ohio State. I think he had a fumble in that game, a pick in that game as well. He just, he could really do it all. And the thing is, like, it, it's not just that he can win as a pass rusher. You saw that screenplay. It's the awareness of recognizing, you know, that it's going to be a screen, dropping back. And it's, even if Deshaun Kaiser didn't get hit on that play, he was still taking off that screen. He's just, he's playing on another level than a lot of other edge defenders around the NFL. When you look at him in particular, with those two guys in the fold, with Raquan Smith along with uh, Khalil Mack for Chicago, how good would this defense be, you know, six weeks into the season? Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that Roquan's not up to speed after, you know, not having, you know, played at, in training camp at all. And Khalil Mack, same, he basically got gassed in the second half because he hasn't been working out, he hasn't been playing football. So if those guys, you know, finally come around – all of a sudden, and you know, get up to game speed. This could be one of the best defenses in the NFL. They were already one of the best uh, a season ago, and just adding those two to a already solid core. Yeah, I mean, the sky's really the limit for them. You know, we look around the league, and of course, everyone is talking about how great Aaron Rodgers was in the second half. But we're getting kind of used to Aaron Rodgers doing those sort of things. Of all the new QBs from yesterday, who had the most successful or most impressive debut? I really liked what I saw from Patrick Mahomes, and I think it was basically that's who you're going to get from him as the season goes on. He's going to take a lot of chances down the field, but he has the arm and he has the talent around him to be successful with those chances. And I love what I saw from Andy Reid in that offense, what they did schematically to sort of play to his strength. They called a lot of, they dialed up a lot of shots, and with Tyreek Hill and uh, Sammy Watkins in the fold, you have the ability to do that. It's pretty much. That Casey offense, what they did to a very, very good, you know, Los Angeles Chargers defense was one of the most impressive performances from week one. So uh, I really like what I saw from him. They could be one of the best offenses in the league this year. Who had the worst? <laughs> Who had the worst? Uh, God, that's tough. Uh, there were a lot of bad. I think Nathan Peterman probably oh, takes it. So I know, oh. I, <laughs> I know he's not necessarily uh, uh, he's an easy target at this point after what we saw from him last year, but that was that was not quarterbacking. That was not NFL quarterbacking. I'll say <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true. Speaking of targeting, you look at the Oakland Raiders and going up against the Rams tonight. And Khalil Mack not on their side defensively, and John Gruden somewhat on what I would call and not even a hot seat, but a, a, a early hot seat for him <laughs> hot because plate. hot plate. Oh, John Travis, given some of his decisions that he's made in the offseason. Um, Khalil Mack, King, the punter, Crabtree, dra- drafting Colton Miller, just just some of his offseason moves. What happens if the Raiders get blown completely out tonight? Oh, I think there's a good chance. And to be honest, you say it's a hot plate, but he's with that contract, it's a cool throne that he's sitting on there with 10 <laughs> years you know, in the bank already. Uh, I think he's basically rebuilding this team the way he wants it. And 
Oakland Raiders fans don't want to hear that, but they are in a rebuild right now. This is You don't trade away Khalil Mack for two first-rounders if you want to win this year. You would have signed Khalil Mack. So they are technically in a rebuild, even though they have you know a supposed franchise quarterback uh, there in Derek Carr. So uh, it's interesting, and I don't, I don't think there's any reason to think this is a playoff team or anywhere close to a playoff team. There's holes all up and down this roster, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now they have been one of the worst defensive lines in the league, so... Yeah, I think there's a good chance that Gruden and company struggles pretty pretty mightily out the gate. Mike, how could this be a rebuild, though? And two years ago, you were just in the playoffs. Two years ago, you could have contended for the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots, but you lost Carr. How could this be a rebuild? I don't, like I, don't even, I don't even understand how you rebuild a team that was already in place to make a run. I, your guess is as good as mine. I really have no clue either, but that's the way John Gruden's approaching this. And I think it has a lot to do with you know, the contract they gave him, he has 10 years, you know, he's basically said to him, he doesn't have to, and he, they basically gave him full control. You know, McKenzie there does not have 10 years of a contract. He could be gone, you know, next week if they start struggling. So uh, it's his team. He's the one calling the shots and he decided to call it the way he wanted. You know, he decided to go into a rebuild. He decided to build it the way he wants to. So we'll see in a couple of years, if it was a smart move, uh, you know, to gain those first round picks for Cleo Mack and maybe get some talent on that roster. Cause it's still, while they did make the playoffs a few years ago, there still were a lot of holes defensively, but could easily plug those holes with some free agents Absolutely. or more draft moves. But, yeah, they they really uh, – one of my friends in the office is a Raiders fan, and he's, he's about as mad as can be right now about the direction <laughs> of the team. Mike Renner is our guest. Joining us mornings, Keyshawn LZ and Travis from Pro Football Focus. And, you know, the Sunday night game is incredibly exciting. We saw Aaron Rodgers come out of the locker room, come into the second half, and just light it up. Take me through the comparison between Rodgers and Trubisky. Trubisky looked pretty good in the first half, and then not so much after that. Yeah, they almost switched, you know, roles from first half to second half because Rodgers looked so gun-shy in that first half, was holding on to the ball, just didn't want to let it loose, and then was basically forced to let it loose in the second half or else he was going to get killed uh, with that knee. He just couldn't move. And so when, you know, push came to shove, he was just going to give a guy a chance. You saw that on the bomb to Geronimo Allison, which was maybe the best throw I saw all weekend. And Trubisky sort of got, like I said, got gun shy in the second half. He was letting it rip in the first half into tight windows and then realized he had the lead, didn't want to throw away the game. So he started to just, you know, not holding on to the ball, scrambling, not putting it into the tight windows that he was in the first half. And you saw the end result of the game. When you look at the we're looking around the league, and you're talking about quarterbacks' positions. Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, obviously, talking about extension on his contract after the season or even in the near future. What does Dallas do now that they went out basically against the Carolina Panthers and laid an egg? I don't know because that's not that's not a great defensive line that all of a sudden made the Cowboys' offensive line look very pedestrian. You know, there's not a ton of talent on that Panthers. There's no, they're going to face a lot better defensive lines, especially in the division when they go up against Philadelphia. So that's the biggest concern. The fact that he got sacked six times. Now some of that was on Dak holding the ball, but he's he's just got to he's just got to take more chances down the field. I think that's the biggest thing. He's just so you know hesitant to go down the field. I think he had one ball that traveled you know farther than 18 yards down the field yesterday in that game. Which cornerbacks just going to squat on every route, every underneath route. It's going to be tough for those guys to get open if you're completely unwilling to at the quarterback position to go down the field. And that's been his M.O. through the first two years. And sort of the book is out on him now that every no one's worried about getting deep when you face the Cowboys. Everyone's just worried about the underneath stuff. And 
when that stops getting open, your offense looks like you know it did yesterday. Is the book out on Jimmy Garoppolo now, or did he just run up against a really talented defense in Minnesota? He ran up against a really talented defense. You saw some really nice throws from him, but you also saw some of those you know, growing pains from a young quarterback with just some bad decisions. So I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. He had one you know, huge play to George Kittle that was dropped. That would have been a big touchdown. That would have you know, made the game look a lot different. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Minnesota's defense is either going to be the best or the second-best defense in the league this year with the talent they have. So I'm not going to ding them too hard for looking like that. Uh, against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Which statement is more true? The Browns are going to Brown or the Chargers are going to Chargers? <laughs> <laughs> but after yesterday, man, the Chargers are going to Chargers. I don't know what's going on with that team. They just can't seem to get out of their own way. The Browns, I mean, that game ending a tie was about as perfect as it gets uh, for them. Uh, really cracked <laughs> the fact that missed the last field goal. But uh, I do think the Browns actually will be all right this year. And, you know, I think they'll get back towards you know a 500 team but the chargers have as much talent as any team in the afc and if they don't make the playoffs again this year uh some some changes have to be made i'll say mm-hmm. mike renner pro football focus joining us this morning mike appreciate you coming on thanks a bunch yeah. all right mike. you got it mike didn't want to ding jimmy garoppolo though you do